Join us now for Health for Life, brought to you by Hamilton Healthcare System. Today, we're talking with Dr. Justin Hare of Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine. Thank you for joining us today, Dr. Hare. Thank you, Bobby. I'm glad to be here and look forward to talking with you. Great. I appreciate that. Dr. Hare is a board-certified pain medicine physician at Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine. Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine has three locations, one in Dalton inside the Medical Plaza across from Hamilton Medical Center, one inside Hamilton Physician Group Calhoun Campus, and one inside Hamilton Physician Group Catusa Campus. He, Dr. Sam Kratides, and his brother, Dr. Josh Hare, helped to determine their patient's back and spine-related pain and increase their mobility and function through a variety of treatments. Dr. Hare, first, great to have you here. Why did you choose to become a pain medicine physician? When I was going to medical school, I had a uh, great interest in the uh, musculoskeletal system, which consists of joints, uh, back, neck, uh, different types of uh, pain and injuries to those specific areas. And then uh, as I progressed, you know, pain medicine was just a natural fit to be able to treat those areas and allow me to do certain uh, expanded interventions uh, to help people uh, cope and deal with pain in those specific regions. Now, is pain medicine, is that relatively new or has that been around a long time? Uh, pain medicine is uh, relatively new in the form of specialties. Um it's, uh, you know, really started taking off in the early 90s um, and then has gradually pro- progressed and uh, uh, mapped out a solid treatment area for patients and providing care for uh, specialty care for patients uh, and dealing with uh, primarily back and neck, mid-back pain, but also uh, musculoskeletal joint uh, and muscle pains as well. Yeah, very important. How long have you yourself been with Hamilton? Uh, this past uh, July, was I will start my fourth year uh, at Hamilton, uh, so I've been here a little over three years now. Uh, I've really enjoyed uh, working with the uh, people of this community, the hospital, and staff have been great so far. Now, I know being a doctor, and I talked to some doctors here very recently, that there's not a lot of spare time, but when you are able to find some spare time, what do you enjoy doing? Well, I enjoy uh, spending time with my wife, Jenny, and our uh, dog, Jack. Uh, we enjoyed uh, traveling, and hopefully we'll get to continue to do some traveling once the uh, coronavirus kind of calms down, both uh, in the United States and uh, overseas. Um, I enjoy a lot of different sporting activities. Uh, I enjoy uh, hacking the ball around on the golf course, uh, still play a little bit of basketball, uh, enjoy uh, exercising, running outside, hiking, uh, being outdoors, specifically this time of year when we have such great weather. Oh, the weather's just been absolutely fantastic. I I do love the weather. The weather in North Georgia changes from day to day, of course, like it does everywhere, but it's been so pleasant the last few weeks. Uh, now, let me let me ask you this. Basketball, you were talking about basketball. Have you played any basketball uh, on any teams? You play in high school? Yeah, so I uh, grew up in uh, Cleveland, Tennessee, and went to Bradley Central High School, uh, where I played basketball there for uh, three years. Uh, went on to play basketball in college at Belmont University in Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, had a good career there and really enjoyed uh, the team and community in Nashville. Um, and then after that, it's just been, you know, old men pick up games and uh, playing uh, with some of the younger kids, uh, trying to stay in shape. It's great. It's it's a lot of fun. Golf is a game that I enjoy. You mentioned you, you play some golf, too. And you're from Cleveland, Tennessee. Uh, that is correct. Yeah, That's wonderful. Yeah, you grew up in Cleveland. You went to Bradley Central High School. Bradley Central. What year did you get out of high school? 
graduated in 2004. 2004. Mm-hmm. And uh, that is a, a wonderful community. That is a wonderful community. Yeah, it's uh, grown a ton since that time, since I've been there. Uh, my parents still reside there, and uh, it's been a great community, and it was a great place to grow up. Um, and so it's nice being uh, here in Dalton, not too far uh, from Cleveland, and get to go up there and uh, continue to visit fam- uh, family and friends. Yeah, very close. Uh, very close. In fact, this this show is being aired on uh, some of our Cleveland radio stations up there. So that's very nice, too. I'm sure a lot of your friends will be listening. I hope so. It'll be good for... Uh, uh, hopefully them to hear uh, hear me again, and uh, maybe get, we get to see them sometime in the future. I, I hope so. That sounds wonderful. Hey, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we're going to talk about what we can do to try to prevent back pain before it starts. We'll be right back. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Welcome back to Health for Life. We're talking with Dr. Justin Hare of Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine. Dr. Hare, I would imagine that preventing back pain would be best. How can we prevent back pain? Well, you're correct. Obviously, if we can prevent it from happening, then it makes it a lot easier to, uh, you know, not see it uh, forthcoming or not have any back pain in your life. So some of the things that we recommend uh, in the prevention realm are, Uh, Getting regular exercise, so making sure that you are active, keeping your back and core muscles strong. Um, That can increase your risk of balance uh, and not falling. Um, Strength can also uh, reduce your risk of a lifting or bending injury. Um, There are also certain uh, uh, modalities or exercises that we recommend to prevent back pain, such as uh, yoga and tai chi have been shown in the studies to help prevent uh, reoccurring back pain. Obviously, another big important thing is eating a healthy diet. There are certain foods that are pro-inflammatory or increase inflammation. And also, eating a healthy diet allows you to uh, maintain a healthy weight uh, to avoid stress and strain on your back. Well, if if, if I can stop you, what are some of the foods that increase inflammation? Uh, Most of the foods, uh, you know, some of the more common things are going to be carbonated sugared beverages such as Coke. Yes, I drink a lot of those, yes. Uh, different types of sugary, you know, obviously any kind of candy bars, sugars, things like that. Some, a lot of simple carbohydrates, uh, um, you know, like, you know, pastas, white breads, things like that. So uh, just trying to minimize the, you know, eating a more green, leafy, healthier diet um, and avoiding some of those uh, foods that are more stressful uh, to the body and inflammatory to the body. Uh, gotcha. Good. Also, uh, some other things that we recommend, you know, posture is a big deal in your working environment. So sitting up straight, you know, keeping your uh, uh, posture correct supports your back when sitting or standing. Uh, obviously, lifting appropriately. Uh, so bending at the knees uh, and not the hips when pick, picking up something, lifting, bending or twisting uh, will help prevent uh, a back injury from occurring. Now, do you see a lot of uh, do you see a lot of heavy lifting injuries? Uh, we do see some work related injuries from uh uh, working in the yard or doing things outside or work-related and when uh, people are not using the appropriate techniques of uh, bending with their uh, knees and then using their core to stabilize them, uh, come in and have a lot of muscular injuries to the back 
uh, because of inappropriate lifting techniques. I remember my father and I moving a refrigerator one time as a teenager, and I must have lifted with my back. And I suffered with that for weeks until everything just kind of worked itself out. Yeah, especially with heavy appliances like that, you know, you have to be very, very careful with uh, with how you lift it and move it. Um, and it can take several weeks, you know, sometimes four to six weeks for even a muscular injury to heal from the back. Yeah, you're exactly right because it did. It took me uh, many weeks. What areas of the body do you tr- do you treat at Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine? So we offer a variety of treatments uh, that target. Um, different uh, areas. So we treat uh, certain types of headaches or head pain. Uh, We treat neck, mid-back, and lower back pain uh, related to different types of uh, diagnosis or injuries. We we, uh, treat joint pain uh, related to shoulder, uh, knee, hip, joint pain. Um, We treat muscular pain, which is a big component of pain. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, You have muscles throughout the body, especially in the spine, that can be injured. Um, And there's certain types of uh, uh, ligament and tendon uh, injuries that we can uh, treat and help re- rehabilitate. Now, you're talking about muscles, muscles around the spine that keep the spine aligned? Correct. You can have a uh, uh, inflammation on the muscles around your spine from uh, different types of uh, or cause, different you know, injuries or causes uh, that can be a, a big component of back pain. And so that's a big element that we try to treat uh, in our patients. Now, you also mentioned headaches a moment ago. Would that be the muscles around the shoulder, around the neck that cause some of that? Yeah, so you have muscles and uh, joints around the neck that can cause certain types of headaches. Um, now, there's all there's several uh, variants of headaches, so that's a, uh, we treat just the, the headaches related to the joint and muscle pain around the uh, neck region. Uh, our neurological colleagues are more uh, familiar and treat uh, the more complicated types of headaches, and including migraines, et cetera. Now, when we talk about back pain, there are some things that can be done for back pain. What are some of the things that you recommend to a patient when they come in and they're complaining of just generalized back pain? So there's different um, types of treatments. First, we like to assess, you know, and, and, and pinpoint uh, why they're having back pain and what's causing the back pain, and that comes to a thorough history and physical exam. Um, there's different medications uh, we use to try to decrease the inflammation, uh, different types of uh, therapy uh, modalities we use to help them get them moving better, relax some of the muscles, um, and then uh, injections or interventions we do that can uh, decrease the uh, pain and inflammation in certain areas uh, related to their pain. Now, are there certain people with maybe occupations or certain size people that are uh, more likely to experience back pain? Yeah, so depending on... Uh, the patient, there are certain risk factors that make you more susceptible to back pain. Uh, some of those include your fitness level. So um, if you're out of shape or hadn't been exercising recent, uh, regularly, uh, you can be more prone to injure your back. Um, obviously, we mentioned on this earlier, but uh, the more weight you have, uh, the more stress that puts on your back and joints that create more pain. Uh, people who work in uh, you know, more jobs that require heavy lifting, pushing, pulling, or twisting are more prone to create some back injuries. But not only those people, but the people that sit down all day um, can have back pain related to their posture. Sitting for prolonged periods can cause some discomfort, not stretching or, or kind of extending the muscles and create pain just by not doing as much as well. So there's a balance between uh, activity and uh, different job-related risks depending on the line of work. Obviously, as we get older, um, you're more prone to arthritic changes throughout the spine, and that can generate more pain 
Um, and anybody that has a family history of a back pain or uh, arthritic pain, generally more prone to have that uh, if it's been happening in your family. Well, you know, one of the things that I wanted to mention is the chair that you sit in. If you sit at your desk all day, that would have a lot to do with pain, correct? Correct, yeah. So You need the correct chair? Yeah, you need the correct chair, correct posture. Uh, so there's a lot of office ergonomics that we talk about when, you know, a lot of people typing or working on the computer. Uh, can get different kind of wrist pain and pain. Now, obviously, your chair and the height of your chair, um, when you're looking down or you have a, what we call forward flex posture, that can put more stress on your neck and create more neck pain issues. So definitely want to be mindful of your working environment, making sure that you're doing everything in the work environment to uh, minimize the risk of any type of pain. I've seen people that have these new stand-up desks that rise up so they can stand. What are your thoughts on that? I think that's good. You know, it depends on uh, what you find works best for you. Some people have used yoga balls to sit on instead of a chair to work on core stabilization and and creating uh, less back pain and more strength in that particular area. Uh, People have used uh, standing desks to help kind of eliminate some of that posture um, uh, pain-related positional pain. Uh, So I think there's several different uh, work ergonomic corrections you can make. I think you just have to find what works for you. There's not a uh, one size fits all in the work environment for different people. So I think uh, trying different things and trying to work on those things will definitely help reduce the chance of getting back pain and, uh, and help deal with back pain if you already have it. Now, some people, they do very well maybe with a stand-up desk or some people do very well with a, a chair that other people will not do that well with that chair. Are there, are there different kinds of pain for different people? I guess everybody's different. Yeah, so uh, I think that you have to take a individualized approach when treating uh, the patient, and that's what we try to do. Uh, no one patient uh, is usually the same that we see, um, and so we try to uh, identify what uh, risk factors they have to cause them pain, work on preventing those things, and optimizing the treatment to help them in their job uh, or workplace to, to reduce their pain and allow them to function uh, at work. I understand. We're going to take a short break. When we return to Health for Life, we're going to talk about what actually causes back pain. We'll be right back. Did you know that colon cancer claims over 50,000 lives each year? The good news is that colonoscopies save lives. Convenient appointments are available at Hamilton Medical Center's new Bandy Endoscopy Center, located at the corner of Broadrick and Memorial Drives. Hamilton follows CDC guidelines and screens for COVID-19 symptoms at the door. If you are age 50 or older or have a family history of colon cancer, ask your primary care provider to schedule your colonoscopy. Please don't delay important medical screenings. Your health won't wait. Join us on a journey to better health. Health for life. Simply put, that is why Hamilton Medical Center is here. From primary care and specialty care practices near you, an accredited chest pain center, a certified joint replacement program, a new children's institute, cancer institute, endoscopy center, and more. Hamilton is here for you and your family. Learn more at HamiltonHealth.com. Hamilton Healthcare System, health for life. When a loved one is recovering at home from an injury, surgery, or illness, or needs assistance with disease management at home, Hamilton Home Health is here to help. Hamilton has provided compassionate, expert medical care in Northwest Georgia for over 30 years. 
are nurses, social workers, and physical, occupational, and speech therapists work together to provide excellent medical care in the comfort of your home. Hamilton Home Health, 706-226-2848. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today we're talking with Dr. Justin Hare of Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine. Dr. Hare, what is a major cause of back pain for many people today? Well, there's several different causes of, of back pain. You know, it doesn't have to be any specific uh, entity. Back pain can occur without an injury or uh, it can just come on all of a sudden. There's different types of uh, back injuries. You can have a uh, muscular strain, as we mentioned earlier. You know, you have musculoskeletal types of pain. You can have a sprain to the joints of your back. It can cause back pain. You can have an injury to the disc, whether it be a tear in the disc or a degeneration of the disc, or sometimes that disc can herniate out and uh, cause back pain or compress the nerve and cause pain radiating to the uh, extremities, either the upper extremities if in the neck or the lower extremities uh, if it comes from the lower back. Uh, with trauma, you can have uh, obviously fractures of the spine um, depending on the accident. Sometimes you can have a motor vehicle accident that causes whiplash um, and causes uh, muscular uh, muscular pain as well as uh, joint pain in the uh, neck or back. Now, whiplash. I hear you talking about whiplash. Is that a real thing? It is. It happens mo- most commonly in a motor vehicle type accident where you have a uh, you know forward flexion and uh, extension of the neck, which leads to severe muscle spasms and injury and also sprain. Would that uh, be like a joints. soft tissue injury? Yeah, it can be soft tissue, but you can also injure the joints of the of the neck or low back within that. So there's a uh, uh, there's some ligaments that surround those joints that can be irritated and inflamed. So it can not only affect the muscles, but also some of the joints of the neck and low back. I hear people a lot of times talk about having lower back pain. Is that common or it more is, common than upper back pain? Yeah, so low back pain is probably one of the most common uh, diagnoses in the United States and also one of the most common uh, reasons for people to be out of work. Um, it's a very prominent uh problem that we have um, in our society and uh, you know that's kind of what we're geared to treat um, we try to get patients uh, back to work as quick as we can if they present to us with a low back issue I understand you say you're able to treat and you want to treat and get folks back to work uh, what are some of the the ways that you treat back pain so there's several different uh, modalities and things we use we always start by you know a good history and physical exam examining the patient to localize where their pain's coming from uh, and examine uh, the patient thoroughly to identify uh, the best uh, treatment approach. Sometimes we use imaging modalities, x-rays, MRI, CT scans, uh, bone scans occasionally, and then some blood tests to identify the uh, etiology of their pain and try to uh, better align our treatment. When we talk about treatment, uh, we use a multimodal approach to treatment. And what I mean by that, we, we try to use several different things, including medications to help calm down some of the uh, inflammation and pain associated with the back or neck or any uh, area that they come present to us with. Um, We also use different medications to help with uh, muscle relaxants uh, and decrease some of the muscle spasms. Uh, We uh, send a lot of our patients to physical therapy to help uh, alleviate some of the muscle and uh, back pain as well as uh, work on the alignment and strengthen around the areas uh, that they have injured. We have a specific physical therapy here at Hamilton. It's called Hamilton Spine and Health and Sport, in which they specifically focus on neck, mid-back, and lower back pain, working on giving patients the appropriate exercises and stretches, helping them align their uh, neck, mid-back, and lower back, 
uh, to optimize, uh, you know, number one, treating their pain, but also preventing it from reoccurring, uh, which is a big issue. Obviously, we have a couple of surgeons. Uh, if we get to the point where there's, uh, they fail all the conservative options, including injections and interventions that we offer at our office, uh, Dr. Jim Lashley and Sam Curtides here in uh, Dalton are uh, our sur- surgical options if we get to the point of uh, patients may, needing, may need surgery. Now, I know a lot of uh, folks that are listening may be thinking, you know, I, I don't really want surgery. I don't, I don't want to go and find out that I need surgery, but I've got to have some relief. Surgery is the last thing. Yeah, it depends on the issue. You know, sometimes there are emergent things that need uh, immediate attention that we have to uh, watch out for, and so surgery is the best indication in those situations. Obviously, with uh, back or neck pain, we want to try the most conservative treatment options first uh, and progress through our treatment algorithms. Um, and then, you know, if nothing helps, then the surgery might be a, a good option to help the patient. Let's take a short break. When we come back to Health for Life, we're going to talk about some specific treatments that are available at Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine. Don't go away. We'll be right back. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. Welcome back to Health for Life. Today we're talking with Dr. Justin Hare of Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine. Dr. Hare, I've heard that there are some new treatments out there that are available for back pain. Tell us more about these new treatments and how they can help people get back to the activities that they truly enjoy. Sure. So we'll touch on uh, several different uh specific procedures we use. Uh, The first procedure we'll talk about is for people that have a compression fracture in the thoracic, uh, lower thoracic or uh, lumbar spine. Right. Specifically, these people that have a trauma or fall or sometimes in our older population don't necessarily have to have much trauma. They can be bending over, doing something and obtain one of these uh, compression fractures in the vertebral body of their spine. And so this particular procedure helps correct that bony deformity uh, in the spine and relieves or maintains, uh, increases the height of that uh, vertebral fracture to stabilize it. Um, so it's done by the way of a, a minimally invasive procedure that we use x-ray camera for, uh, basically where we're putting a needle into the vertebral body or, or the fracture there under a x-ray guidance. Uh, a balloon is then inflated to kind of uh, decrease the compression of the fracture uh, and maintain that height of the vertebral body that was lost by the fracture. Right. Um, We then, uh, after that balloon's inflated, inject some cement into the balloon uh, to stabilize that height that we have maintained um, and stabilize that fracture. Uh, The cement usually hardens in about 10 minutes, and after that's done, the fracture is then kind of stabilized, and usually patients see pretty immediate relief of their their localized back pain after the procedure. Uh, So that's been a, a a good procedure we use for the right patient with a compression fracture that we've seen uh, really good success with uh, in our office thus far. Are there a lot of people with the compression fracture? I wouldn't say, uh, you know, it's not the most common diagnosis, but it definitely occurs. Uh, It's more common in the uh, elderly population Mm -hmm. due to the thinning of the bones and osteoporosis. Um, so, but it does, uh, does occur uh, pretty commonly uh, in our communities. 
And you can go in there and actually that balloon kind of blows that up and, and gives them some relief immediately. Then you go in there with that cement. That is fascinating. Yeah, it's a really uh, great procedure and uh, really good for uh, uh, certain types of uh, fractures of the thoracic or lumbar spine. And it really provides pretty quick relief, uh, which is nice for the patient. Is this something relatively new? No, it's been around for several years. Um, it's just a, uh, you know, one of our kind of what we'd call specialty procedures that we offer that's a little different than our uh, regular uh, injection therapy for patients. I've been hearing about radiofrequency treatment. What is that? So radiofrequency uh, treatment um, we use uh, to target certain types of neck, mid-back, and low-back pain. Uh, recently, it's been used to target um, knee pain, uh, either in patients who are uh, trying that have failed most treatments for knee pain that either have had a total knee replacement and still have pain or trying to wait or not necessarily candidates for total knee replacement for knee arthritis uh, that we can use to reduce the pain by targeting the nerves around the knee. Um, we also have, it's been used quite regularly to target joint pain or arthritic pain coming from the neck, mid-back, and lower back. We use a needle that kind of goes down and targets the nerve, the sensory nerves that supply those areas in the neck, mid-back, and lower back, and then around the knee specifically. Um, and it just kind of stuns those nerves or kind of uh, mm -hmm. decreases the pain signaling going from the uh, nerve to the joints of the neck, mid-back, low back, and knee. And uh, usually can provide up to six months, sometimes 24 months of pain relief in those specific areas, uh, and most people you know, are able to return to their normal life pretty quickly after the procedure. There's not a lot of downtime with those uh, procedures. So it's, it's been a good option to, to deal with uh, those areas of pain in the right patient population who have failed more conservative treatment options and can provide longer-term pain relief. If, if a patient is, goes in and they get this and they get six months of pain relief, um, after six months' time, can they get another one of those yeah, so it's something we can repeat um, if needed. Obviously, we'd want we want it to last as long as we can. Um, it's something we usually do um, if indicated every six months if they need it that frequently. Um, so it's something we can go in and repeat uh, to provide longer-term uh, relief again um, until now, it stops working. Depending on the patient, it may be six months or 12 months, and then they're better, and they won't need that again. Yeah, so a lot of patients, you don't necessarily have to repeat the procedure on. The goal is to do the procedure as, as little as possible to provide the longest term relief. And so if we do it once and they're good for, you know, several years, well, we're, we're ecstatic about that and we're happy to provide that for the patients. Um, but if their uh, pain is more severe or comes back, you know, we can always do that again to try to continue to provide them pain relief. Now, is this similar to what I've heard of as a nerve block? So there's different types of nerve blocks, um, but it's a, it does target the nerves of the, that supply the joints in those specific areas, primarily the sensory branches of the nerves that provide pain uh, and refers pain to different areas of the neck, mid-back, low-back, and, of course, the knee. Um, so it's a, a little bit different. Sometimes you can do nerve blocks, but this is kind of a more definitive step to provide longer-term relief. Good. Tell me about spinal cord stimulation. Now, what is that? So spinal cord stimulation is where we use small uh, electrodes over the posterior aspect of the spine to alter the pain uh, signals going from your brain down um, into your neck, mid-back, lower back, and lower extremities to provide pain relief in a different way. So it is more commonly used for people that have had uh, previous back surgery that continue to have back and leg pain, uh, people with uh, severe nerve pain of the leg or lower extremity that hasn't resolved with conservative treatments. 
And uh, it's, uh, you know, with using electrical stimulation, you avoid the uh, need for medication and the side effects from medication as a pain-altering mechanism. And so we use spinal cord stimulation uh, as a, you know, kind of along the lines of either they failed surgery or they're not a candidate for cert- any kind of surgery at this point. And we've tried all the other conservative treatment options to help them. And it's a good option. It's a non-medication option uh, that can provide, you know, good relief for patients who have uh, dealt with, you know, this chronic back and leg pain or, you know, chronic pain for a while that nothing seemed to help. And it's nice because, uh, you know, hope the goal is to, to use this and provide long-term relief and so reduce their medication burden, reduce their need for, you know, repeat procedures, things like that to try to help them. So it works really well in the, in the right candidate and um, it's a good uh, service and procedure that we provide in our office. Dr. Hare, that is some great information. You know, if you could leave us with one word of advice about spine health, what would that be? I would say it's very important to try your best to do some sort of uh, regular exercise uh, that can uh, help, you know, provide more health to your back, uh, your neck, uh, strengthen your, you know, lower extremities to allow you to prevent, you know, falls and accidents from occurring. Obviously, eating a healthy diet and trying to maintain a healthy weight will reduce the stress on the back or joints and reduce your chances of of having pain occur. We always advise people to try to work on smoking cessation because it um, heightens your sense of pain and causes a uh, more pain to the body. So those are the three things that I would encourage uh, everybody to try to incorporate in their daily life, not only to prevent uh, back pain, but also reduces the chance of getting back pain. Got you. Thank you so much for joining us today. For more information or an appointment at Hamilton Physician Group Neurosurgery and Spine, call 706-529-7124 or visit them online at hamiltonhealth.com slash neurosurgery. If you're in need of medical care, don't delay. Your health won't wait. Hamilton Medical Center is ready to care for you. We are following CDC guidelines. Patients and guests are screened for COVID-19 symptoms. Those who are suspected to have the virus are treated in a separate area. Plus, Hamilton's high-powered UV light robots eliminate 99.9% of bacteria and viruses on surfaces. Please do not delay medical care. Your health won't wait. As always, Hamilton is here for you. You can reduce your risk of COVID-19 by cleaning and disinfecting frequently touched items and surfaces every day. For more information, visit HamiltonHealth.com or CDC.gov. Thank you for listening to Health for Life, a presentation of Hamilton Healthcare System. 